back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Of course, a big night last night at the NFL Draft. It was felt very uncomfortable if you were on Will Levis' watch. Did you happen to, uh, Dude, happen I feel to bad pay for attention him. to Will? I feel really bad for him because Nick showed me a video. I think it was Nick. It might have been you. I, don't, I think it was Nick. Showed me a video. It was like a couple months ago. He said, I don't want to go to the NBA, NFL Draft if I'm not. like. I'll go if I'm like guaranteed that I'll be a first-round pick, like an early pick. He's like, I don't want to go if I'm going to be a second-round pick. I don't want to be sitting there and have the cameras all on me and all this yeah. stuff. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. And he announced earlier that he's leaving Kansas City. Yeah. He's not staying for the second round. So Well, and it was – like, I feel like – I understand, and, and especially with all the draft type and, and the excitement and you want to be a first-round pick and all that. Um, but I do think that they're – you know, some of those guys that they, that they bring in there, and I don't know, they bring, what, near 20, 21, 20 guys maybe – um, they bring know, a decent amount, depending on the years, and there's only so many drafting. Like you have to know, there's a chance that you might, might not be selected that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Will Levis, you kind of feel bad because this this is a, a pro football prospect thing. This isn't a college football thing. Based on college football, he wouldn't have been there to begin with. No, so it's very just kind of strange. Um, for him to fall, and for most of the people that watch him throughout his career, go, yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of strange to watch it all unfold. Um, but it was it's an exciting night last night. Of course, the, the Texans probably making the most noise, moving up to the third spot, um, getting what they see as the best uh, defensive player in the draft, and Will Anderson to pair with C.J. Stroud. Love uh, it. Absolutely big news. Love it. Bryce Young, again, again, a huge college football guy. Uh, I love that they've now drafted another Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Uh, like they did with Cam Newton, so this one's a little smaller. This one is a different package, uh, <laughs> but it's always fun to see. You know, sometimes guys get pegged as good call- quarterbacks, and you know what? Ten, fifteen years ago, Bryce probably would be a third round draft pick because of his size, mm-hmm. or a fourth round draft pick because of his size, and, like, and oh, just labeled a college quarterback because he's not big enough. Like, oh, five ten? No, can't yeah. do that. Has um, to be six one and above. Which I mean helps but it, you know there there's been enough uh shorter quarterbacks um that that can that have made it happen that now that's less mm-hmm. of a fear now for a lot of these a lot of these NFL teams just got to go around it CJ Stroud um apparently his his low cognitive test didn't uh, didn't scare away the Texans yeah. and uh like you said they moved all the way up to 3 to to take Will Anderson and somebody said earlier, like this, maybe the Texans think they're in win now mode. I don't think so. I think this is one of those things where you you get your um, franchise quarterback in Stroud, hopefully, as long as things work out and the the cognitive test is just wrong. Um, and then you get your your defensive cornerstone in in a pass rusher um, with the pedigree of of Will Anderson. You're probably not going to be great next year. And what you do is you you take C.J. Stroud next year. You get a top five pick again. You go get Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, here's the problem with the top five pick. They traded to the Cardinals. Oh, they did the trade three. it away. Yeah, to the yeah, they'll figure it out. So I hope they are awful this year so the Cardinals can get another good pick out of that. But they are going to be awful. So <laughs> They probably will be, but you know, it is, like you said, it, it's not necessarily they're not making this move for the upcoming year, but it is perfect uh, for D'Amico Ryan's jumping in, obviously, to get – a sack master in Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how some of the, the guy, you know, one of the guys up there, I can't remember. I think it was Booger. It was, I, I, love, I just like how people overvalue. Like the guys being drafted third in Booger's like, oh, he was probably a guy who never really break out and get, get you to eight to ten sacks a year consistently, though. And it's like, 
you're that's what you're gonna do with the third pick in the draft with the guy that like had twenty three sacks and college is yeah. gonna say yeah he'll he'll never get more than ten sacks like <laughs> okay guy good luck with that and we I mean if that's if that's all he's if if you told me for sure Will Anderson is going to get you eight to ten sacks a year and we're like I think uh, I think I might wait later in the first round yeah. I don't know if I'll take him number three overall. Now eight to ten sacks—that's no, that's nothing to sniff at. Like that's still really good. Yeah. But in terms of a a, you're taking him as a sack master. I mean, I'm looking at thirteen and above. Well, it's just like I, I it just bothers me when you when you feel like you got to be the guy that's going to be over evaluating everybody else, uh, and be like, uh, you know what? I just don't quite see it here at number three. It's like, all right. Hey, Will Anderson's going to have such a good career. Yeah, and and Will and it's it, and that's the thing is Will Anderson. If he wasn't drafted third, he'd be drafted fourth, fifth, or sixth. I mean, <laughs> he he'd, drafted he'd, fourth. If he's not drafted fourth, he'd go fifth. Like, right. He's, he's not, not falling. Too he's far. not making it out of the top eight. Yeah. Like that's just that's just not going to happen. So that that um, did bother me a little. Yeah. Bit, but. And then Anthony. So Anthony Richardson. I get it. I get the 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 ceiling. Um, of Anthony Richardson, all of the talent is yeah. there. Everything that you would want in a quarterback is there. The accuracy issues are something that I'm still struggling with. Um, but he's going to have a fantastic offensive line back um, blocking for him, and one of the best running backs lined up behind him. Some solid wide receivers around, like the Colts with Anthony Richardson, with a guy who has as high a ceiling as he does. This is almost the perfect fit. Because he's he's going to be able to to chuck the deep ball. You work on the accuracy on the mid range and the and the, and the short short yardage passes. But he's got the legs. Uh, you can run some options if you want to. But he, just turn around, hand it off to uh, Jonathan Taylor. You know, twenty five times a game, and you're you're in pretty good shape. Well, as far as athleticism and packages, I mean, I I can't wait to see what he is out there. But I mean, he's gonna have to. It might might sound kind of weird, but he's gonna have to beat Gardner Minshew in camp. Like, and I don't know if right now he will. Like again, like you said with his upside, no. but I mean that's what you're talking about. Fuck. No, what I, it is a very serious conversation. Are you starting Anthony Richardson from day one? He's a developmental I would quarterback, ra- I, and he was drafted in a spot that's basically start from day one. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't want to start him day one, but he's got he's got everything you want in a quarterback. That that if he's able to flash some of it in camp, you might consider starting him day one, but. I mean, Gardner Minshew is going to be your starting quarterback. Like that's, I like I like Gardner, but I think he's a very solid backup. Yeah. Like I think he's the guy that you 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 start like a game or two at the yeah, end of the season super, or during or some, during, during some injury time for your quarterback, and he'll be able to get you a couple of wins here and there. But he's not. I don't know. But I I get it. I get it with Anthony Richardson. Developmental takes some time, but it's not like he has a veteran quarterback in front of him who's going to be able to show him the ropes of the NFL and and teach him this and teach him that and 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 get him into the perfect position to be successful. It's, it's Gardner Minshew in front of him. Not taking anything right. away from Gardner Minshew, but it's not like he has you know Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. But what I'm saying is you can't you can't fool. Jonathan Taylor, you can't fool like a, that's a good group of a football team that's going to want to compete. And if if he doesn't beat Gardner Minshew in camp, and he might not because he's not ready for it, are you going? You're just going to tell the rest of the football players, hey, it doesn't doesn't matter that you want to win today. No. 
We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, again, the Colts have become fascinating, which is very rarely the case for the Colts. So at least there's that. I don't know if it's going to work out for them, but it will be interesting. A um, couple other notes, of course. Uh, the Eagles are just drafting the Georgia defense from a few years ago. Yeah, good um, luck to uh, – Which is good for them. Good luck to Cam Jurgens on the inside there. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get beat up in practice. Uh, but uh, he's got to wait another year to start, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. So got to see where that goes. Um that's a that is a rough front that he's going to have to deal with. Were you happy with the the the, the Patriots, of course, trading back as they should, well, as they should, as, as they do, tradition. as is tradition. Yeah, the yeah. Patriots traded back uh, and apparently still got the guy that they wanted, um, Christian Gonzalez, which who I've heard from multiple people, um, and by multiple people I mean just reading stuff on the interwebs. Um, on you know ESPN and, and the likes that Christian Gonzalez is is considered one of the best like a top three corner um, in the entire NFL draft right now. So um, they were surprised that he slid all the way to seventeen. They thought he was going to be in some mock drafts had him in the top ten. So the fact that he slid to seventeen, um, the Patriots apparently got a really big steal with Christian Gonzalez. He's a six one, um, almost two hundred pound corner out of Oregon. Runs a four three eight forty. Um, and and they say that he's a he's a shutdown corner, so yeah. he'll be able to match up with the uh, the great wide receivers and the great quarterbacks um, in the AFC East because Mac Jones is now the fourth best, according to Mel Kiper and, and all them, the fourth best quarterback in the AFC East. I, I just I, I feel bad, and, and they could have if they didn't trade back uh, get Emmanuel Forbes. I, I love him. I mean, he's a turnover machine uh, cornerback that went just ahead of them to the. It's to also the like one hundred and forty pounds. He's very he's one hundred sixty pounds. <laughs> give him credit, one hundred sixty six pounds. But I mean, he's like he's like Terrell Farley is with like blocking punts, where it's just like those numbers don't make sense. He how had did, six how pick did you six, do that? He had six pick sixes in yeah, college, including Will Levis. That's ridiculous. On a bubble screen. Yeah. He jumped a bubble screen <laughs> and took it back for six. Yeah. Like, that's that's something that he did. My my only gripe is that Jackson Smith and Jigbo was right there. Mm. Um, Quentin Johnson was right there. Zay Flowers was right there. Jordan Addison was right there. Yeah. All four of those wide receivers go in a row at uh, 20, 20, 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, and I'm upset because the Patriots need weapons. And the four best weapons on the receiving side went... Um, a couple picks later, and including uh, uh, the tight end from um, Notre Dame, Dalton Kincaid. Who, oh no, no, okay, Utah. No, from Notre Dame. Dalton Kincaid went. Uh, he's the one from Utah. The one yeah. from uh, Notre Dame. Oh, what are you saying about him? Where did he go? He didn't go. He didn't go. Oh yeah, he didn't go. Yeah, he didn't go. Yeah, that's that's surprising, because I thought he was the best tight end in the draft. I like Dalton Kincaid, but I, I think. Um, uh, Notre Dame's tight end is is a yeah. better. He's what were they saying yesterday? Because they were saying Michael that Mayers. at one yeah. point, I don't remember who was that. Oh, the the Cowboys. They said that they were, he reminded them of uh, of um, I'm spacing on everybody's name today. Um, not da- not Dallas Clark because he played for the Colts. Um, Jason Witten. Yeah, Jason Witten. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember Jason Witten. Yeah. Um, they said he reminded him of Jason Witten because he's he's not going to be elite at any one thing, but he's really good at everything else. Like he's, he's good at catching with his hands. Um, he's not super fast, but he's going to be able to get downfield. Um, um, great blocker, great route runner, just all of those things. Um, so they thought that he was going to go to the Cowboys and I, I think he's a fantastic tight end. I thought he'd be the first one off the board, but only one tight end in the first round. And it's Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Um, after starting his career at, uh, what was it? San, San Diego, Diego not even yeah. university of San Diego. As a like, walk it was like, on, yeah. 
He had to like make the team and and, and yeah, was, walked on and then yeah. transferred to Utah and had a great career. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good picks in this draft. Again, uh, we will break it down. We got to take a break, so we didn't quite get to the college ramifications. I got plenty of numbers uh, there. Uh, in case you're a Big Ten fan, there's some good Big Ten numbers in here. Uh, lots of different things to break down from the college perspective of what happened in the draft. We'll do that coming up next. We'll also invite Nick Sainert of the Happy Hour come in for the crossover. That's coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.